Hey, welcome to the C3 Church Victory Podcast. We pray this message will inspire you and activate your faith. Thanks for joining us. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of scriptures about the peace that God gives us. I want to read them because I want you to know how, how available peace is to you. John 14 says, I'm leaving you with a gift. It's a gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. John 16 says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. 2 Thessalonians says, now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord will be with you all. Colossians says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Sorry, I just love that little tack on at the end there that Paul puts in. Philippians says, then you'll experience God's peace. It's not an ethereal, weird, conceptual thing. This is something we can actually tangibly, genuinely experience in our lives. It exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, peace is ours. Peace is ours. But we rarely pause in such a way to possess it. It's what I want you to do. I want you to get that thing that I asked you to get out to be able to write on this morning. And I want you to actually write down the anxious or the worry or the concern or whatever it was. It might not have been that. It might have been something actually really good, but it just had your focus this morning. I want you to write down that thing that you walked into this place with that was on your mind. The thing that you worry about, the thing that you concern about, the thing that causes you an element of anxiety or stress. The thing this morning that is just stopping you from having a a completely peaceful mind where you can actually hear you to write that down. Maybe it's your kids this morning. Ours are at my parents' place, so you know it's not entirely stressful, but you never know how much sugar they're coming home with. Absolutely. Maybe you're worried about your spouse. Maybe your marriage is just grinding a bit at the moment. It's not you'd love to be married you worry about that it's on your mind maybe it's your finances you do not have to open up the news much until your mind fills with worry and stress when it comes to the cost of living mortgages are increasing sometimes it can just get stuck in your head it's rolling around in there and it's taking up real
Maybe it's your health. We have a number of people in our community that are struggling with ongoing health situations, injuries, diagnoses, illness. It can be stressful. Pain is an interesting thing because it's physical, but it becomes, it becomes mental because it gets in your head. you've written it down, I want you just to let this particular scripture speak to you about that situation. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored in every nation and I will be honored throughout the world. I wonder what that does to that situation for you. When you allow God to be God, to relinquish the control, maybe, that you want to have of that outcome, because when you take control, you're taking Godship back of that situation. And now the outcome and the pressure of it and the stress of it and whether it will happen or won't happen, well, now that's in your hands because you have taken it back. And I wonder if you, if you would write something, I don't know what it might look like, but for you just to remind yourself that you are going to let God be God because He is. And let yourself be still. Know that He is God more than you know your worry about that situation. Be still and know He's God. He's God over that. He's God over your financial stress. He's God over your health. He's God over your kids. I always remind myself they were His kids before they were mine. This scripture at its core is about trust. could reword it and say, stop, I'm going to trust God. And now just let his peace fill your mind. He's got it. He's got it. It might take a little longer or look a little different or arrive a different way, but you've got to stop. expresses that 
gratitude that actually, you know, God's God, He's got it. I'm so thankful. It's a release of that burden. Come on, just just release it to the Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. You are the Lord God Almighty. You are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You are all-powerful, almighty. There is no one like you in all of creation. God, we praise you. Colossians 1, 15. It's one of the greatest articulations of alignment when it comes to the holiness of God. You see, sometimes, sometimes we just drift away from carrying with us a revelation of the holiness of God. That He is the Lord God Almighty. He's God of the heavens and the earth. He existed before creation and He will exist long after a new heaven and a new earth come into being. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And Paul, he pens this. He says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created. And He is supreme over all of creation. For through Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms, and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. He is far above all of those things. He is untouchable. He has no one on His equal level. He is pure and holy. He is the Lord God, the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Most High. Everything was created through Him and for Him. He existed before anything else and He holds all creation together. Christ is the head of the church. We are His body. He is the beginning and the supreme over all who rise from the dead. And so He is first in everything. He is holy. He is holy. Sometimes we need to reestablish a sense of reverence in our lives. To hold Him holy, we need to be less. To position Him as as high as He should be, we need to remind ourselves of our true position, which sometimes looks like being on our knees. You see, it's not without an understanding of His having an understanding of reverence that we can truly worship because reverence attributes value. So when we want to move into this groundswell of worship, one of the the doorways is submission. 
one of the doorways is, is to realign ourselves in a way that gives true reverence to the holy, almighty King of kings and Lord of lords. To understand that He rules and reigns supreme over our lives, that we are not building our kingdoms, but that we are a part of His. I love it in Revelation. Actually, I'm going I'm to go to Matthew first, Matthew 17. I'm going to paraphrase it. It's the, the transfiguration and the result of three of Jesus' closest friends. Because don't get me wrong, we are invited into friendship with Jesus Christ. But three of his closest friends had a moment. They had a moment where his true glory was revealed to them, where, where they saw him shining as bright as a white light, where, where he was standing in his heavenly Uh, glory and they could not do anything except fall down on their knees and hide their faces because they they saw him in his holiness his closest friends his closest friends and I love it in that moment because it says a cloud from heaven came over they're trying trying to talk they're trying to do stuff and it's like the the heavenly cloud of the spirit just was like shut up this is a holy moment stop talking and the disciples just stop God was like this is my son listen to him he's king listen to him your God. He is your Savior. He is your Lord. I believe the Holy Spirit is bringing some people right now into a moment for realignment. We're going to begin to declare the holiness of God in this place. And you do whatever you need to do. I'm telling you, this whole morning, this altar is open. If you need to come and you need to kneel, if you need to kneel in your seat, if you need to allow something, I don't know, whatever, this, there is a moment right now as we begin to sing of the holiness of God for you to allow a realignment to take place in your heart where you begin to position Him once again as King, once again as Lord, once again as the Lord God Almighty over your entire life, over heaven and earth.
that a little bit. Just when John in the book of Revelation saw an image of heaven, saw the Lamb seated on the throne. with these living beings, angels, seraphim, day and night. They kept on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was and is and who is still to come. And whenever the living beings would give glory and honor and thanks to the one seated on the throne, it says the elders that were there would fall down and worship the one who was seated on the throne. They would lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. You created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. And then he saw the only one that was worthy, the only one who is worth our worship, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the earth. Take the scroll in heaven and open it. And in that moment, worship is as worship burst forth. The angels, thousands upon thousands of angels break out in worship. It's our God who is worthy of our worship. give something that costs us. It costs us to be vulnerable. It costs us. Some of us, it costs us a lot to sing. I know. I make a joyful noise. But it costs us. We don't live under a, a system of animal sacrifice. It's the Old Testament. We live in a system where Romans 12 puts it so amazingly, Romans 12, 1 to 2 is talking about the, the shift that has taken place where it says, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he'll find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. 
You see, it's what we bring in a moment of, of laying ourselves down. It's a sacrifice that brings an element of worship. Why? Because we're saying, God, you are worth more than my perception or how much I care about what people perceive of me in this moment. You are more important than me and I will do something that sacrifices something of myself to give you the worth that you are worthy of, to give you, to attribute the value that you are worth. And some of us this morning are being drawn into an invitation to find worship at a new level. You're on the edge of a a kind of sacrifice. It's a sacrifice maybe of of status or a sacrifice of, 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 of... looking correct or looking like you have it all together worship is a little bit about losing yourself and giving him as much of you as you can and it's meant to be our whole lives but we also have these moments thanks for making time to hear this message today we encourage you to connect with us by heading to c3victory.org.au 